Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. What up, world? Welcome on and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is R.J. Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from Mattier as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Thursday, the third day, August 20th, 2020. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and, uh, you know, Odds are you're a Dallas Mavericks fan and you are pretty pumped. I actually waited to record this episode until after the Mavericks playoff game, game two that is, against the Clippers. Victorious the Mavericks were, so the MFFLs, very excited. Luka was awesome, Boban awesome, all the awesome things were awesome. Uh, And we've got a lot of Dallas Cowboys things to talk about, which is also awesome. I do want to remind you that we will have a brand new episode of Broadcasting the Boys later on today for you. Ari Temkin, Roy White will be joined by DallasCowboys.com's Dave Hellman. It is a fun episode. I'm sure you are going to enjoy it. Make sure you do subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast feed so you get access to all of our wonderful shows. You get two episodes every single day, one neat, compact place. We are available on all major podcast platforms for uh, you know your convenience. But um, Wednesday was a really interesting day for the Dallas Cowboys because they were off, and so there was no practices. There was no real action in that sense, but um, you know, obviously the Gerald McCoy story kind of dominated everything that happened on Monday and Tuesday and I uh, I know that we recorded on Tuesday or for Wednesday's episode excuse me before Gerald McCoy's Instagram post where he noted that he would still be mentoring the Cowboys players obviously very awesome obviously Gerald McCoy is one of the more incredible people in the NFL really in the world Um, so you know just, I think it goes without saying that we're all huge Gerald McCoy fans, the person, the player, uh, the personality, and uh, really, really excited and hopeful uh, that his future is with the Dallas Cowboys in some capacity, but excited for him to just, you know, be involved because uh, he is a special person. Um, but I do want to talk about something that Mike McCarthy said on Wednesday, uh, even though the Cowboys were off. Mike McCarthy did appear on NFL Network inside training camp live. It's on all the time. It etc. I'm sure you have seen it um, at some point or another. And Mike McCarthy was on with Steve Mariucci. Obviously, NFL coaching trees all, you know, kind of go back, you know, really obviously to one place, but uh, lots of coaches know each other, etc. And so Mike McCarthy and Steve Mariucci both obviously have some strong ties to the Green Bay area and to the Green Bay Packers. And with regards to the Green Bay Packers, we've talked obviously so much about how um, you know who Mike McCarthy is going to be speculated as to who he's going to be with the Cowboys is he going to be the same guy that he was with the Packers and you know let's just let's let's play this because Mooch asked Mike McCarthy how he is handling giving up the offensive play calling duties to Kellen Moore and his answer was very introspective here was Mike McCarthy Wednesday on NFL Network 
Well, I think the most important thing coming from, you know, the head coach position, Steve, and you've been there, you have to do what's best for the football team. Um, I mean, personally, I, I know I'll miss it. You know, I miss a lot of components of it already. But, uh, you know, my sole responsibility is to make sure I can help Kellen be the best play caller possible. You know, he's still young at it. He has a, he has a great mind. Um, I'm extremely impressed with him every step of the way from the, you know, building the installs, the way he's, you know, he's delivered it, delivered it uh, in the meetings to players and his on-the-field coaching. So um, it's, it's really, it's, it's the best, it's the best, uh, you know, decision for this football team. There's so much more that I, that I want to and need to focus on as far as building the program, you know, the way I see that it needs to be done. So there's a lot of energy that goes through that. I, I just didn't want to, you know, short the offense. And, you know, and I felt like I, 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 I did that at times in Green Bay. That last part um, is something that, as far as I'm aware, we had not heard from Mike McCarthy yet. And we've heard a lot from Mike McCarthy given, I know it feels like forever ago now, but the McCarthy project and the long interview he did with Peter King. And um, I know that we haven't heard from him, you know, in terms of press conferences at the Star in Frisco or anything like that because uh, of the last few months. But um I had not heard him admit that yet, that he, you know, or he admitted, you know, some of his faults in Green Bay. And, you know, we've, we've seen that from different coaches over time, you know, obviously that have said they could have done this better, et cetera. And we've all, I, I know that you, I know that I at least, uh, have done something in life, whatever it may be, and then, you know, had the opportunity to do it again and said, okay, I'm not going to do it like I did last time. I want to do this better in this way because I had this experience, whatever the case may be. And that is clearly what Mike McCarthy is doing here. Obviously, the way things ended for him with the Packers was not great. Uh, I have to imagine, I can't speak for McCarthy, but I have to imagine that it was humbling. Uh, and so he really, you know, did look inward. I think that that is very obvious with everything that he's done. We've talked so much about how um, he has seemingly identified places that can become more efficient and uh, areas that can be worked on and areas that can be improved and how to maintain legitimate and structured and, you know, proper practice protocols and working on fundamentals and things like that. But it it seems like Mike McCarthy learned about um, something that is a really, I think, important quality and an important trait of leaders, the power and the responsibility of delegating. I, I think we see a lot, and I'm sure you know, you've know you had a boss at some point that maybe has not done a great job of delegating, and Mike McCarthy seems like, you know, I, I think it's fair to say that you know, obviously the Cowboys really, really love Kellen Moore. We've talked about that since he's been a player on the team. Um, and so I think that that love was obvious, but I think it's also true potentially that Mike McCarthy also loves Kellen Moore. And so this is really just something that works for the greater good, um, even though some people want to come up with narratives or slants to support this or that or whatever. Uh, but I thought that that was a really powerful line from Mike McCarthy, and it was really cool to hear him say, uh, Kellen Moore did speak, by the way, on Wednesday, as did Mike Nolan, as did John Fossil. Uh, uh, I really love listening to John Fossil. I became a huge fan of him, as I'm sure many other people did, uh, back in 2016 when he was the Los Angeles Rams interim head coach, their first season back in L.A. after the Rams had dismissed Jeff Fisher. Uh, just a, a fun guy. Obviously has uh, some NFL ties himself, uh, some deep roots in the National Football League. And I really enjoyed watching his press conference. Something um, he noted, um, you know, he kind of – this this is a hard way to put it, but he kind of came up with an excuse as to why Greg Zerline 
struggled last year. Uh, and an excuse implies that I'm suggesting that he's lying. And I don't think that at all. I think that what John Fossil said is fair. He said that Greg Zerline battled a groin injury, uh, you know, throughout last year, and it was difficult for the Rams to even have him kick during the week, et cetera. Uh, he noted that he's healthy now. In fact, you know, go watch John Fossil's press conference he uh, or, or his session with the media it is uh, up on the Cowboys YouTube channel or DallasCowboys.com uh, he spoke about Greg Zerline a lot he gave a lot of credit and a lot of props to Greg Zerline's level of integrity uh, he talked about how he's not a complacent person etc and so it is very clear and very obvious that the Cowboys believe in Greg Zerline and that John Fossil especially believes in Greg Zerline which is very cool um, I thought you know Kellen Moore kind of answered the questions the way Kellen Moore always has uh he likes cd lamb big shocker there mike nolan is a big fan of alden smith and i thought the most important thing um that mike nolan said about alden was what he called the most important thing which is the way that alden is interacting with the players uh along the defensive line and throughout the defense mike nolan is a big fan of the energy that alden smith brings which is really fun um and and really hopeful i think for the future uh but speaking of that defense uh you know we've talked many times i mean the cowboys now have a pass rush group that features demarcus lawrence and everson griffin and alden smith and uh maybe tyrone crawford and dorance armstrong maybe randy gregory who knows but the Cowboys linebackers are still the group that I think some people believe in. We've talked about that before. Uh, I know Pro Football Focus is really high on the Cowboys linebackers. And while they are, there are a lot of fans and a lot of people who I think look at that and, and maybe not scoff, but maybe kind of, are, are you sure? Uh, just because I think there is this doubt in Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish's injury situation is something that is um, – concerning obviously um a bit of a question mark whatever you want to call it um but i don't know Leighton vanderish uh had an answer himself he appeared on 105 through the fan on wednesday and uh talked about turnovers we we have talked so much for years about how the cowboys defense uh does not generate enough turnovers and i think that there are probably 32 fan bases that say that because everybody always wants more turnovers and you can look at this analytically you can look at it just generally uh turnovers are obviously a very you know big and a very important part of playing the game of football uh and previously under the previous regime the Cowboys defense and specifically their secondary players were coached to be somewhat conservative right we're coached to kind of keep things in front of them that was the Chris Richard way the Chris Richard style I know that Tony Casillas and I talked about that this week on the 750 you can go back in your podcast feed and listen to that but uh we've talked about how this Cowboys group, especially the secondary, because they are operating with less talent than the linebackers, at least, uh, they're going to have to be aggressive, right? And that, that's what could lead to turnovers and turnovers, 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 etc. So Leighton Vanish was asked about the idea of turnovers on 105 Through the Fan, and his answer will likely make you feel very good. Here is Leighton Vanderish from Wednesday afternoon on 105.3 The Fan. Uh, I think we practice it more in practice right now. Uh, we have desig we have a designated period in practice every day where we're practicing turnovers. Every type of turnover there is, we've gone over punching, raking, hammers, like all the stuff, um, tackling and punching at the same time. We've we've gone over so many things already, and we just will continue to keep doing that every single day in practice because it matters. And if you don't practice it and have a designated period in practice for it, it's not going to be on your mind as much. So that just helps in the end. And so I think some of it also obviously has to do with scheme and, and some certain things, but um, it's really just your mindset. Who would have thought that uh, 
practicing turnovers would help. <laughs> what a, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think the, the bold strategy cotton thing is really played out. Like that gets, you know, like that, that gif is used way too much. Uh, but that is the proper usage, right? Like bold strategy cotton, you know, what a weird, what a novel concept to practice generating turnovers. And to me, that is also something that jives with what we have heard and seen from Mike McCarthy so far. And, you know, that sounds like it's been like 10 years. It's been a week, not even a week that training camp has been going on. But we have heard Mike McCarthy say the word fundamentals so many times. He has stressed the importance of fundamentals. He has stressed how the Cowboys are working on fundamentals. He's talked about fundamentals with regards to the quarterback, so with regards to the offensive line, with regards to the defense of line etc learning how to force turnovers i guess you could call it fundamental um you know maybe you think it's a little bit more advanced uh but it is fundamental and that is a it is a fundamental part of the fabric of the game it is a fundamental part of how you you know whether you believe in momentum or whatever you you can flip a game analytically and generally by generating turnovers, and so the fact that the Cowboys are working on it, and the fact that Leighton Vanderish, you know, says, and who are we to not believe him, that they are working on it more than they used to, that is a very positive thing, and I, I, I know that it's hard to say this just a couple of days after the Joe McCoy situation, but that aside, everything we have heard from the Cowboys, as far as how they are operating and the things that they believe in as a coaching staff, has been very, very, very positive. And so uh, there are reasons to be excited. There, there truly are. Maybe you're afraid because you've been hurt. I get it. Maybe you are afraid uh, to be excited, but I think it's fair. I, I have not been this excited uh, for the potential of the Dallas Cowboys in a long time. Um, and so... I know I'm excited. I hope you're excited. You can also insert another overly played gif here. Uh, the Jesse Spano, I'm so excited. I know, I know, I know, I get it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so anyway, um, Wednesday was a fun day. Thursday should be a fun day with the Cowboys back at practice. We will, of course, have you covered all over the place at bloggingtheboys.com, SB Nation's home for Dallas Cowboys content, the best source for Dallas Cowboys coverage on the entire internet. Uh, we've got a lot going on. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at bloggingtheboys. You can follow us on Instagram at blog boys. You can like us on Facebook. Obviously, you can subscribe to our podcast feed, our podcast network that we are talking on right here. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have so many fun plans in store for you as the season unfolds. You can follow me. I am RJ Ochoa on Twitter or Instagram. I am just at RJ Ochoa. Nice and simple. One word. All, you know, no dramatic, awesome symbols or anything like that. Make it nice and easy. If you would rather shoot me an email, if that's more your thing, you, of course, can do that. RJ.Ocho at SBNation.com is the way to do that. And uh, you can get ready for Broadcasting the Boys coming your way later on today. Oh, um, you can also do me a favor. You can have the absolute best Thursday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out. Thank you.